On this week's episode of Gambling Feud, we bring on two legendary Coda Cappers, Faye JT and the Parlay King, DG Betts. We break down cards as well as a regular show with five-minute headlines and mic drop. Before we get started, we want to remind everyone that the Gambling Feud podcast and the Coda Sports Gaming Network are sponsored by the Bet Coda Sportsbook. The Bet Coda Sportsbook is a South Dakota-owned and operated sportsbook located in the Midnight Star Casino in Deadwood, South Dakota, serving customers in the state. As you enter the Midnight Star, you are swept into the past with the grand staircase, stunning woodwork, and the elegance of the chandelier. They offer the best lines in Deadwood, so stop by and mention the Coda Sports Gaming Network to receive a free Bet Coda t-shirt. Play responsibly. You must be 21 years or older to wager. Gambling problems or concerns, call 1-800-522-4700. Locked and loaded. Let's have a show. Yes, sir. Kyle and DJ on the mic. Gambling Feud. Partner with Coda Sports Gambling Network. Hitting bets, hitting checks, hitting checks, making checks, making checks. I bet, let's hit some bets. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers, knocking my pacer, doing it major. LA Lakers, locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I get the blocks Hitting them wagers like I'm a pacer Doing it major LA Lakers Welcome everyone to the Gambling Feud Podcast Presented by the Coda Sports Gambling Network We are on episode 67 A lot of great stuff happening Football is back, we'll talk about that in a moment But as always, my name is Kyle Comas And joining me for 67 episodes Is my cousin and co-host Find him on Twitter at DJLow4422 DJ Luch. DJ, how are we doing today? Life is good, Kyle. I'm drinking a Samuel Adams seasonal Oktoberfest. It only comes out during kind of October time, which we're not too October yet. But yeah, I'm sipping on that. Um, you know, looking at lines today has got me hyped again. And this last weekend was an amazing weekend. I think I lived the American dream. Uh, and it's it's good vibes all around. Uh, the weather's the only downer. The weather's going to get bad, and I know it. But that's the opportunity cost of football. You can't have football without bad weather, at least living in Iowa. So it's like, it is what it is. But no, I'm excited. Another good slate of college football. And I mean, it's going to be tough to beat last weekend for just how crazy some games were. But I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Labor Day is a nice little weekend because like there's not really a whole heck of a lot going on. So it's not like you have to go do stuff. Labor Day is like the kind of vacation where like, okay, I can, ha- I can hang out and just relax a little bit. And that's what I did this Labor Day. And that's the best and stuff like that. Watched a lot of college football this past weekend. Uh, started Twitter space for the first time, which is pretty fun. And uh, yeah, no, it's, it's good. But yeah, we've been waiting for it for a long time. Football is back, DJ. We got football Thursday night. We got college football Saturday. We got NFL Sundays. We got Monday night football going on. I've been waiting to say this for a long time. But man, I am glad football is back. Football's back, baby. America's back. Um, it's just, yeah. I had a setup where I had five TVs um, in my living room. And so I had five different games going on. And I had beer just right next to me on a little mini fridge. It was the American dream. I sat there all day from 10 to uh, 9, 10 o'clock, 10 to 10, 12-hour shift of sitting there drinking beer, watching football. I, I, it was the best life anyone could live for that that 12-hour span. And your setup was really, really good too. That was that was pretty funny to watch. I saw Faye JT 
who we're going to have on in a moment, uh, tweeted about that. But yeah, no, I was can't can't complain about that setup at all, Deej. That was pretty cool. Yeah, we want to start an Airbnb where people come over to watch games and then we charge them. Ooh, but there you go. Doesn't seem doesn't seem uh, as practical as it would be. Like, but it's just a cool idea. Yeah, for sure. All right, DJ. Well, we have two uh, really awesome guests on, both Carter Cappers. But uh, before we do that, uh, we haven't done a regular show in a while. We haven't done our headlines. We haven't done our mic drop. We're ready to get back into this. I know I am. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm excited to get back to the, the five-minute headlines and the mic drop. Those are two fun segments, and I like the topics we have. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to kind of get back to a little bit back to normal um, and see kind of what we got on the slate today. Absolutely. Well, let me pull up a timer here. For those of you that don't know, five minute headlines is just exactly how it is. Me and DJ are going to go through as many talks as we can. We have five right now. We'll see if we get through all five, but um, we'll just go through them as quickly as we can. I do have a timer, like I said, to make sure I'm getting in, we're in check pretty much. So, all right, if we are ready, let's start the timer in three, two, one. All right, DJ, so uh, week one of college football happened this week, and a lot of great games happened, a lot of bad games happened. What game really stood out for you week one? Florida. Florida had a tough, tough game against Utah. Utah, I mean, won the Pac-12 last year, and Florida, they won. And it was a tough game, and it was a gritty game, and Florida's been down for a while, and I think it was a, I think it was a huge game for the Florida program. They haven't been good since Tim Tebow, and that game was massive for them. So that's the big standout game for me. What about you? For me, it was Georgia. I mean, you know, you, you lose all those guys, the NFL draft, you have all those defensive players getting drafted and they played phenomenal. Stetson Bennett played out of his mind. People thought maybe he shouldn't have gotten the start over JT Daniels. He proved yesterday he can do that. Now, Bo Nix, you know, we have mixed feelings about Bo Nix here at the network. He struggled that first game through two picks, only an, only one touchdown and stuff like that. We'll see what kind of Bo Nix comes down the future, but Georgia really, really impressed me week one. Yep. Yeah. So college football, segueing off that, has announced that playoffs will be expanded from four teams to 12 teams. Uh, thoughts on this? You know, I, I kind of like the concept. So I don't know if you read too much into it, but it, they're going to do uh, six automatic bids for the, the top six, like, qualifiers. So, like, every team that wins their conference championship, the top six automatically get in. And then six at large, which guarantees – an automatic bid for a group of five team, which I think is awesome. I think that gives more, um, more uh, approval, I guess, for the people who support those teams and stuff like that. So I really like it. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think you get more teams involved, you make it a lot more interesting. Yeah, I mean, personally, it's not gonna change the champion. Like the same team that the same teams that are going to win in a fourteen playoff are going to win in a twelve. But I'm never going to complain. I will never complain about more football. I love more football. So I'm all for it. I love it. But at the same time, it's like you really not – no one – no seed that's not top four is ever going to win, in my opinion. Maybe a five. If it's like Ohio State that has like three losses or something weird or Alabama struggles. But it's just – it's not going to happen. Uh, but I love more football. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, also speaking of football here too, DJ, I know you like this guy in college. And a lot of us at the network did growing up, but Johnny Manziel, Netflix announced that they're going to make a Johnny Manziel documentary kind of about his life in college, how he went to the draft, his pro-life, stuff like that. What, what are you thinking about this this documentary that's about to come out? I love it. I, I actually like Johnny Manziel. He's on a podcast with uh, Mike uh, Studd or just Mike now, uh, the singer, rapper, whatever you want to call him. 
Uh, but yeah, he and Johnny Menzel have had a podcast where they dropped, I think, like six episodes. And Johnny just kind of talks about everything. And I think a lot of it will be mentioned in the documentary. I I, I love Johnny. Uh, did I think he was going to be good at NFL quarterback? No. But I think he's an interesting character. And his life is definitely like a roller coaster, like a movie. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. And he's one of, and, and I've watched football my entire life, he's one of the most electric players that I can remember. Just everything that he was able to do with his legs, how he's able to make something out of nothing all the time and stuff like that. And that Texas A&M team, man, they needed him to kind of get to that next level and stuff like that. And Johnny Manziel on that Texas A&M team, A.J. McCarron in Alabama only lost three games as a starter and one was to Johnny Manziel. Facts. Um, I'm assuming our five minutes is up. Nope, we got a minute and a half yet. All right, so quickly, Aaron Judge keeps on hitting dingers. He's at 54 right now. He's on pace for 65, so just a shout-out. Or not a shout-out, but just an alert. Like, Aaron Judge is on one this season. He's he's dominated. And then also, Albert Pujols currently at 695. He's five dingers away from 700. I believe he will get it this year. Yeah, and and, that, and that's phenomenal, too, for a guy that, like, you know, our grandma was a big Cardinals fan. She always liked Albert Pujols. We grew up kind of, even though we were Cubs fans, we respected the heck out of Albert Pujols and stuff like that. Really, really awesome to see. I hope he gets into the, to that 700 mark before he retires and stuff like that. And Aaron Judge is just phenomenal, man. We had him as our, our best power hitter on our MLB preview shows a few few weeks ago. He's proving that. So it's really, really awesome to see. We got 45 seconds for this last topic. Uh, rumors of the NBA adding two to four expansion teams in the next five years. Adam Stern or whatever the Stern CEO, Silver. whatever Silver, yeah, whatever his name is. He um he said that it's not 100% true, but a lot of rumors are saying that it will be true and that there will definitely be a team in Las Vegas and a team in Seattle with potentially two more teams also being added. So four expansion teams uh, potentially being added to the NBA. I, I hope it happens. I'm excited for Seattle to actually get a team back and stuff like that. I know the Seattle fans are very uh, passionate and stuff like that. Why not add a team in Des Moines, Iowa, DJ? We, we're looking for a pro I would, I would like that. Uh, I think there are a lot of untapped markets, though. I mean, you have Nashville, Kansas City are just two, like, kind of local ones for us. Like, there's a lot of areas that should have – you know, they have an NFL team, they have an MLB team, and they don't have, like, a hockey team or an NBA team, and it's wild, so – some markets could definitely use an NBA team. And I think the more teams, the better. 100%. 100%. Well, that was good. We got through a lot of topics there in five minutes. So, again, like we said, we have two awesome, awesome guest pickers coming up. But we haven't ranted in a while, DJ. And I think we need to rant just one, one time again. We've been waiting on it. So, let's go on to our favorite segment, Mic Drop. Mic Drop is a segment where me and DJ, we rant. It can be about sports. Be about life can be just about anything that happens we've done a mi mixture of both but mine's on sports this year dj and i think if anybody who listens to this podcast knows the direction i'm going to go with this <laughs> that might have been that iowa game might have been the worst display of offense i have ever seen and what kills me about that dj was how good the defense played the defense was phenomenal and our defense is going to be phenomenal all year. Phil Parker, our defensive coordinator, deserves all the credit in the world because every single year he pumps out solid defenses, solid defensive players that go to the NFL. You know, Jack Campbell very well could be a first-round pick next year. Uh, Justin Jacobs, Seth, ben Seth Benson, uh, Riley Moss at corner, uh, Kayvon Merriweather at safety. We're going to have all these guys defensively that are going to go to the NFL, and our defense is going to win us games this year. What's going to lose this game is our offense. Spencer Petrus went two for 11 
for 15 <laughs> yards in the first half, and he didn't get benched. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much you know about football. That sucks. And if you if you sit here and give me all the excuses in the world about, oh, this – oh, he didn't have his receivers. I don't care. It's Iowa. Any of these guys can make plays at any time and stuff like that. It comes down to the quarterback. DJ, he was – throwing behind receivers four yards away. How do you do that? Like, it's absolutely disgusting. Our line was getting killed up front. Now, South Dakota State's D-line, very, very solid. But if you can't defend South Dakota State, how are you going to defend any team in the Big Ten? It's, it's, abs- it's, as a Hawkeye fan, it's disgusting. As a Hawkeye fan, we deserve better. And it's not going to happen as long as Brian Ferentz is the coach. Where everyone's like, well, well, Brian Ferentz – why don't you just get rid of him? As long as his daddy is the coach, he ain't going nowhere. So we got to deal with that and stuff like that. But I'm telling you, there's two QBs behind Spencer Petrus that are better than him. And the reason that everyone's like, well, why do you keep bringing in Petrus? Ferentz loves Petrus. I don't know why, but Ferentz will do everything in the book to keep his name good, to not blame him for anything. He blamed the fact that we were missing two wide receivers, our top running back, stuff like that. No, I don't care. That was an FCS team that we scored seven points off and it wasn't even a touchdown. <laughs> it's, it's so embarrassing. And everyone, and here's the thing, and I'm going to wrap up with this. If you want to talk crap about Iowa, just know this. I know. You're not telling me anything I don't know. In fact, you're pretty much talking to a dead man. So <laughs> understand that you can talk junk until you are blue in the face, but me as an Iowa fan, you as an Iowa fan, DJ, and all the Iowa fans everywhere, we know. Yeah, it's been like this for a while. Um, I never thought I'd want Nate Stanley back because I hated Stanley, but now I would do anything to have him back. Yeah. Holy crap, that was such a poor display. And the defense really scored all seven points because the offense, I think, moved the ball five yards to kick the field goal, which means the defense got them in a position where they only had to move it five yards. I think it was the fumble that the pick that got them the ball where they got it to kick the field goal. And then the defense scored both safeties. So the defense effectively scored seven points. Um, the offense scored zero. Like the offense got outscored three, zero. It, it's embarrassing. I don't know, man. It's like, what can we do? Uh, it's just so frustrating. And it's been like this forever. Like the, the best Iowa teams have good quarterbacks or at least decent quarterbacks for Iowa standards. And it's been a while. Nate Stanley was good at times and really bad at times. Like, he was super inconsistent. Petrus is just consistently awful. Like, yeah. at least he's consistent. I'll give him that. Um, but, yeah, that was, the that was like, one of the grossest games to watch I've ever – unless you just love defense. If you love defense, that was a great game to watch. Mm-hmm. And if you if you don't love defense, that was – that, that you had to wash your eyes out after that game. Yeah, absolutely. No, it was very, very embarrassing. I'm nervous about our game against Iowa State, but – like I said, you can talk junk until you're blue in the face, but just understand that Iowa fans know how bad this offense is. We know that. Yep. So I think I'm going to do a mic drop. We've done plenty of times, but it just always needs to be done. Fantasy drafts, A, aren't that hard, and B, do not need to be as time-consuming as they are. I had a fantasy draft last night, 14 teams, and we were doing a minute 30 a pick. And the first pick was literally took all the minute 30. And then the next pick took like almost all the minute 30. I finally text the the owner, the GM or whatever. I'm like, dude, you, you got to change this to a minute. We have 14 teams. We're doing 16 rounds at a minute 30 per pick. That's literally a five hour draft. 
and we started at eight o'clock. I don't want to be drafting at 11 o'clock at night. Like I get draft days, like the, one of the more fun days of fantasy football. And like, everyone looks forward to the draft and it's awesome, but it doesn't need to take this long. It's not that hard to know who you want. So for me, when I'm about five picks away, I start choosing my order of who I want. All right. I want this guy, this guy, this guy. And as guys get taken off, I adjust. And then when the person in front of me is drafting, I have two guys that I want. I want this guy. And if he takes this guy, I want this guy. And I made, so just to prove a point, I made every one of my picks in less than 10 seconds because I knew exactly who I wanted. Like there's just no scenario unless the person in front of you does what I do where they make a 10 second pick where it should take you that long to draft. I get maybe later or, you know, there's points, but if you're just looking ahead in the draft at all and just preparing like, all right, this guy, this guy, like just running who you want, your picture, like you should build you 30 seconds easily. It should not take you over 30 seconds to make a pick. You should know exactly who you want. And it's just, I don't want to do three hour drafts. Two hour drafts are insane as it is. All drafts should be less than an hour. Like it should be an hour or less. It's really not that hard. And I get like, it's a big thing and stuff, but either do your research or auto draft. Like at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, I was, I received some backlash for complaining. People are like, well, this is a big day. Like, why don't you just auto draft? I'm like, bro, it's not that hard to draft. Like just know who you want. It, it really, it's not rocket science. There's only so many players available. And there's only so many positions. Like It's really not like, what is doing an extra minute of looking through the players going to do for you? You're going to draft the dude you were going to draft in the first 30 seconds almost every time. And after a minute, if you don't know who you want, you never were going to know. It's just you were never going to make the right answer. It's so frustrating. I love fantasy drafts, but I love them to be relatively quick. I ain't trying to give three, two to three hours to a fantasy draft. It's not worth it in my opinion. That's way too long. Uh, it just gets boring. So, yeah, thoughts on that. I was just hate long fantasy drafts and people taking so much time. No, Ugh. you're 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 exactly right. And actually, while we're recording this, I'm in a fantasy football draft right now. It's a nine round draft, 16 teams. We're on round six and it's been an hour and a half. And the oh reason for that is our commissioner doesn't do a time limit. Oh so they, they can take five to ten minutes to make a pick and stuff like that. When I'm the same way as you, DJ, I know who I want prior to it to it happening and stuff like that already so no it's absolutely ridiculous and, and i hear you like in, in my opinion rounds one through six should take your longest because those are the guys that you're going to be playing all season long and stuff like that seven on you shouldn't be wasting that much time because those are guys that are just me on your bench they might come up once once on a bye week or something like that or if a guy gets injured but stop wasting your time on such those those far round picks and stuff like that focus on the early rounds for the guys that are going to make or break your team and then worry about that later on. Yeah. And even like first six rounds, like it's pretty clear cut, like, okay, you're two who, who if you have the one pick, you're taking Jonathan Taylor, who are you taking as the two pick? Like just have it laid out. Oh, the first person didn't take Jonathan Taylor for some reason. Now, you know who you take. It's, it's, it's really not that hard. All you have to do is prepare before your pick. Um, so it is what it is. It's very frustrating. And I'm going to complain about it next year. Cause I'm going to be, I'm in way too many leagues as it is. And once you're in leagues, you can't just tell people you want to leave. It doesn't work like that. Uh, so it is what it is, but very frustrating, but we have an exciting next part up. We have two legends in the game. So I'm excited to get to these guest pickers. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's not waste no more time. Let's get to it. Yes, sir. One. 
All right. Now we are on to the gambling feud segment. So, so far this year, we have had on 12 guests. We have had eight Coda Cappers, four non-Coda Cappers for the gambling feud contest. We have two guests on this week and they're going to, we'll introduce them in a moment, but basically they have five units per game. They can disperse it however they want. They can do a money line spread over under team total, first half total, parlay, player props, literally anything they want. The only rule is they only have five units per game and to be eligible for the contest. They have to beat either DJ or myself or both to make it to the contest. But both these guys are Coda Cappers. So DJ, what do we got for standings for the Coda Cappers? So the Coda Cappers right now, we've had eight people participate. In first place is Potato Gobbler at plus six units. Soup is in second place at plus 4.8 units. VFC is in third place at plus 4.78 units. Jake Hazen, who was on last week, finished at plus 1.01 units. Toast at plus 0.77 units. Beast Picks at negative 6.88 units. And Pace at negative 7.44 units. So there's a lot of room on that board. If you can finish two units or higher, you are above uh, – Oh, you're in fourth place right now. So if you can finish two units or higher. So there's a lot of room on the board. Uh, and we have on two Coda, Coda Capper legends, as some people are calling them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, should we start with the fir- first guest here? Uh, we have the legendary Fade JT. He's a part of the uh, VFC Throwing Bows uh, podcast that talks about UFC. Uh, but we're going to be talking about football today. So it's not going to help him too much. But yeah, <laughs> Fade JT, how you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good. You flew me in late here as a late replacement, but yep. I had to make the cut for you anytime. <laughs> so just glad to be here with the boys. You took the it was like a late fight. You took it late. You yeah. Know? I hit a red eye this morning to get it before you guys. But... <laughs> yeah, and we're we're glad we got JT on. And joining JT, we have and DJ and I have said this publicly. We have, in my opinion, the best gambler at the network. I wish you guys would have seen. You had a camera view because when you said Pace's units, he made the like most disgusted look on his face. It was so funny. We got the Parlay King, the host of the Securing the Bag podcast, Mr. DG Betts. DG, how are we doing, sir? I'm doing great there, brother. If I was doing any better, they would, they would have to clone me because it would be too much for one, one person to have by itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we said it we said it multiple times in the pod that you are the parlay king uh i most people are not good at parlays they hit one and they keep chasing dg just you just hit parlays there's not even like a keep chasing you just keep hitting them it's wildly impressive and i don't know how you do it thank you um i i was born into this whole you know thing with parlays so you know i i I just keep doing parlays (laughs) (laughs) this man was one years old he's like you got to go clemson here uh south carolina money line and uh yonder that's right that's right beautiful he came out of the womb and his first words were taj boyd over two and a half passing touchdowns (laughs) that's right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes sir uh so just a random a random like really out of the ordinary question and actually dj talked about this question beforehand but i want us all to answer because i'm i'm really just curious about it so say you got in a fight 
and you had to fight one NFL player, who would you most likely want to fight? Like, who do you think, like, if you had to have the opportunity to fight an NFL player, you can do past or present. Who do you think you could take in a fight? Oh, Red Grange, because he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a good point. Thank you. (laughs) I'm here all week, tip your waitress and try the V. I feel like you got to choose a kicker or a punter, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, like I, I would go. Be. Yeah, uh, I um, Not him, but uh, <laughs> let me see. Um, I would go. Let me see. Bill Grammatica. Okay. Boom. Yeah. Okay. There Good it one. is. There it is. You did tear his ACL in a celebration, so. <laughs> I mean, that's that's, that's right. See, you just, make, you just make a move a little bit, things are gonna start popping. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I got mine. I actually, I think I know mine too now. Okay, and mine, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I think I have mine too. So you guys go first, though. Okay, I'll go. I'm knocking Mason Crosby the fuck out. Okay. He's a billion years old. He plays for the rival team in the Packers. He's not. He has no chin on him. I promise you, he has no chin on him. And he's a kicker. Um, any other position would destroy me. Like other than punter. Maybe quarterback, I could fight a couple, but I doubt it. Like, any other position on the field would whoop me easily. But the kicker, Mason Crosby, basically closer to 50 than 25, yeah, I would take his ass and I would whoop him. One uppercut, you know, I'd lull him to sleep and then boom, uppercut. He'd be slept. He has no chin on him. Mason Crosby, fuck the Packers. There it is. All righty. Well, I think mine's very obvious. I don't know why you guys haven't picked him. Rodrigo Blankenship. Dude, I would clog up those glasses and beat the shit out of that. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I would send that kid to the shadow realm. He doesn't have a chance. Like you said, any other player, any other player. Like, just look at me. But, dude, Rodrigo Blankenship, that dude's getting the work every day of the week. He has no chance. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, this this might come as a surprise. I don't I don't know, but this dude was – skinny he was slow and i'm actually gonna go with the quarterback position i think i can knock out peyton manning i'm just gonna really so much he's got a massive (laughs) up there dude yeah and he's old he's got you know i don't know how much of a chin he has on him he's got neck problems you get him with this karate chop right to the neck take peyton manning out yeah you wouldn't even need to really throw a punch one neck chop yeah he's done that's a good that's a good one. I, I, th- I thought it'd be Derek funny Henry. if you said Derrick Henry. Well, no, <laughs> I, like, no I would no. beat Derrick Henry's ass. <laughs> the, the other person I was thinking of, I don't know if you guys remember him, but he was a Titan QB for a year. One of the bigger busts we have, but Jake Locker was the other one I was thinking of. That dude was skinny as hell and didn't have any muscle on him. He was just a bum in the NFL. So I'm actually going to change mine. I, you, you guys are right about Peyton Manning. He does have a little more muscle than I'm actually giving him credit for. I'm going to go Jake Locker. I think I can beat him up. Okay. I like it. I want to say Kyler Murray, but like it'd be so embarrassing to get your ass beat by Kyler Murray. I don't oh, want dude. to go take that route, you know. I don't think you could show your face if you got whooped no, by Kyler. Dude, like that's, that's terrifying. Yeah, like, I'd like to say I could beat up Aaron Rodgers, but after the PMT interview, I kind of like him a little bit. But I still hate him, obviously. Do you think? Uh, do you think uh, Kyler Murray, like, would a Kyler Murray and Nate Robinson fight be kind of interesting? Do you think or not? I Nate's got no chin. Nate's got no <laughs> chin, man. That dude folded so easily. 
I think it's a matter of time. I think Kyler Murray beats his ass there. Uh, how many Kyler Murrays to beat Aaron Donald, though? That's the real question. That's tough. Ooh. We were talking about this. How many of you would it take to beat Aaron Donald? Like, with the two helmets and everything. <laughs> we were thinking over 100. Like, I w- we would need 100 of ourselves to take down Aaron Donald. With two helmets, without a doubt. What, yeah. What, what do you think, DG, before I answer? How many of you do you think it would take to take down Aaron Donald? Four. Four? Four. What are you, some MMA magician? No, but if it's four of me and one of him, then the first two can try, like, to hold him down or just keep him still. Then the third me will slice his Achilles tendon so <laughs> we're bringing knives right. and then the fourth one you know what I'm saying hey you know right swoop in Achilles is gone he's done yeah, that's right the first two jump on and just gator death roll on the ankles you got a shot you do you got a shot you can take out an ankle that's what I'm saying <laughs> I, I, I was gonna. I wanted to say like one. Like I just pulled out a strap and blah. <laughs> no one's ever lifted enough stuff. Twenty. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna say. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say four, but I was thinking more like twenty. Twenty. I think I was thinking with the helmets, and that's forty right there gone. Like boom, <laughs> boom. He's just smacking DJs. The first twenty to forty have to go in honor of the last six. They'll get tired and start doing the helicopter motion, just taking dudes out. It's bad, but you might get tired. We should probably get to some vets. Yeah, we we got we've gone a dark down down path. I don't know how we got here. I'm gonna blame Jacob and myself. Fair enough. Um, we get to the games then. Yeah, let's get to the games. Yes. Let's get some betting in. Back to some man betting, hitting bets, doing stuff. Cool. I don't know. That's right. DG, that might have been one of the hardest I've laughed in this show. That was so funny. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get down a darker, deeper path here, let's let's go to the games here. So a game that's going to be very near and dear to three of our hearts. We got the Cyhawk game, the Iowa-Iowa State game being played Saturday at 3 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. Line right now, Iowa minus 3.5 and, and an over-under of 40.5. So I'm going to say this in the college football show, too. Uh, that's dropped now. That's going to drop tonight if you guys uh, want to listen to that as well. I don't know if there's going to be 20 points scored in this game. Like, the, these offenses – or Iowa State showed some promise, but mind you, they played Southeast Missouri last week. Yeah, you saw the tackling on that one play, right? Yeah. That's a game of Missouri. What are you talking about? <laughs> not, nonetheless, Iowa's offense, we talked about it already earlier in the show, not great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go under 43 and a half, and I'm going to go for 3.3 units. Under 43. So I'm going to pull a Jacob move here. And I am – you did it last year. We went to the Iowa, Iowa Iowa State tailgate in Ames, and Jacob had bet on Iowa. So every time I tried to roast him while we were watching the game at the bar, he's like, bro, I got money on Iowa. I'm making money. It was the, it was the most frustrating thing because I couldn't get to him. You know, I couldn't crack him. So I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to bet on Iowa State plus three and a half, and I'll throw uh, 2.75 to a 2.5. The last time Iowa State won – it was in Iowa City back in 2012. 
it's now 2022. Uh, Iowa City, um, Iowa sucks on offense. I kind of like Iowa State here. I, and I'm kind of hedging a little bit because I'm a little worried Iowa's going to lose this game because they can't score to save their lives. So I'm going to go Iowa State plus the points. In an ideal world, Iowa wins by a last-second field goal, and Iowa State covers, but Iowa wins. That's the ideal world. Or a safety, actually. Safety is much more likely than a field goal because you have to actually move the ball to score a field goal. So, yeah, we'll go last-second safety to win by two. Um, and, yeah, Iowa State covers, though. Uh, JT, as the other, as the opposite, the Iowa State, the yin to the yang or something like that. I'm now seeing a world where I'm watching Iowa just piss pound Iowa State. And you're like, dude, like you, you, your team cost me. Like, you, know, <laughs> you lost me all. Yeah, years. you lost me money. Like you're coming at me. Uh, yeah, no, I, I love the line of uh, three and a half for Iowa State. Like it, Iowa might not be able to score three points. Like that's very crucial when covering a spread. And I just don't know. They haven't shown that they can really do it consistently. Um, and I think Iowa State's defense is pretty solid. So I'm taking Iowa State plus four and a half, plus three and a half with uh, four units and then one, u- one unit on the under. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, J- or DG, go ahead and wrap it up for us. What do you got for this game? I think that they made all those sick kids. Watch them score one touchdown. <laughs> They didn't even score even a touchdown, DG. It was two. Oh, God. Two oh. It was two safeties oh. and a field goal. The most bizarre way to hit seven ever. Man. I found the only thing worse than chemo. Bro, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, they turn to watch those kids muster up all that strength to get out of their beds or to get wheeled <laughs> to their windows. To watch that? Bro. All right. All right. Listen. Give me Iowa State and the points. Give me one unit because, you know, it's, it's, it's not my particular wheelhouse, but, you know, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, see what happens. Let's ride. Now, do you want to do to win one unit or you want to bet one unit? I want to bet one unit. Gotcha. I I think that um Iowa State's coaching will outperform the um uh <laughs> the Hawkeyes coaching. I do. I do. And yeah. Matt Campbell's gotta win at some point, right? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. He's a decent coach. Like, I hate to admit it, but he is pretty decent. Like, he's pretty good, especially for Iowa. Don't go too hard. Okay? Well, I mean, like, for <laughs> Iowa. Decent. Let's calm down. Let's not get too crazy on this. You dick. All right, fellas. Well, let's transition now from the Cy Hawk game to another very interesting game. We got Alabama and Texas at 11 o'clock Saturday on Fox. The line right now, Alabama minus 20 and an over-under of 64 and a half. So, uh, there's a lot of hype surrounding Alabama this year. You know, Bryce Young played super, super well last week. I know it's Utah State, but still had six touchdowns last week. They lost those receivers. I get that and stuff like that. But they're still going to be solid. And 
some have even gone the distance to say that this might be the best Alabama team you've ever seen. I've seen in the media too. So they need to make a statement. And I think um, defensively, they're also really solid with Will Anderson, Henry Toa Toa. I think this Alabama team is going to make a statement this game. So I'm going to actually, believe it or not, I'm going to take Alabama minus 20. And I'm going to take it for 2.2 units. And then I also think there's going to be quite a few uh, points scored in this game. So I'm going to take, so I'm going to do 2.2 on Alabama minus 20, and then I'm going to do 1.1 on the over. Yeah, Kyle, you nailed it with the over. There's going to be so many points. What we've seen from Texas these last years is they have a skilled defense, but a defense that can't tackle and can't put it together. They have a lot of five stars out there, but the defense sucks. They haven't been good defensively. So Alabama will score 40 to 50 points on these guys. I think Texas is talented enough to score at least 20-ish. So that's going to hit the over every time. So I'm going the over here. I'm going to go five units. I'm going all five units. I, I, I love the over. I think Alabama can hit the over themselves. Texas is terrible on defense. But Texas isn't going to get, like, zero. It's not going to be a 35-0 to zero game. No way. Texas will score some points. And that's all I need. Over five units to win 4.5 on the over. DG, we'll go to you first here. What do you got on this game? I think that the tide will cover. I think Bryce Young is going to throw three touchdowns. He might even run for one. But um, I think that Bama's going to handle their business. I think that um, the quarterback for Texas is going to be out of his depth. Um. I don't think that Texas will score 21. So give me two units for the time to cover and give me uh, two units on the under. Okay. All right. I like it. Sounds good. Uh, JT, what do you got? Uh, I have 2.5 units on Bama by 20. I think. Texas fucking sucks. I think they're terrible. I think Quinn Ewers, he's going to be going against a Bama defense on his second college game starting. Like, that's that's way too much. Bryce Young is a generational talent, and it's a Big 12 defense still. They might have been out of the SEC. It's still a Big 12 defense. By 20, I think, is almost easy. 21 to football score. Easy three touchdowns. I love it. What, what direction are the horns, JT, by the way? What directions are they? They're down. That's what I thought. They're in the, yeah. dirt. They're in the dirt. They're stuck in the dirt. Not back. All right, fellas. Let's go to a game that uh, DG specifically requested. And it's also a very requested game for the college football show. But now it's a top 25 matchup, so we definitely need to talk about it. It's number 20, Kentucky, going to the swamp to take it on number 24, Florida. That game being played Saturday at 6 o'clock on ESPN. The line right now, Florida minus four and a half and an over-under of 52. <clears throat> I don't usually have beef with ESPN, but the fact that this game isn't the primetime game and they're putting USC Stanford as primetime is just ridiculous first and foremost. But not, nonetheless, uh, DJ nailed it on the college football show. I got to give him props or props to do. Anthony Richardson's legit. He is super, 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 super solid. You know, he rushed for... 100 yards, he passed for 100 yards, and he beat a very talented Utah team, a Utah team that still dang near could win the Pac-12. And they defeated them and stuff like that. I have a lot of respect for Florida now. 
Do I, how far do I think they'll go in the SEC? I don't know, but I think they can handle Kentucky. You know, Will Levis, he has a lot of hype going into this. I think Will Levis is going to struggle in the swamp. So I'm taking Florida minus four and a half. I'm taking that for 3.3 units. I'm right on the – we're on the same wavelength today, Kyle, because I I haven't seen much out of Kentucky. I mean, they destroyed Miami, Ohio. Congratulations. Get in line with everybody. I mean, come on. Doesn't mean anything. Whereas Florida battled it out with a good Pac-12 team. Utah may have not won that game, but you can't tell me they're not good. Cameron Rising. <clears throat> oh. Easy for you to say. <laughs> oh, forgot how to breathe. Do I have something? You no, I'm dying. Cameron Rising, because I, I don't want to compliment Cameron Rising, but um, he uh, he was very athletic. And I did not realize that about Cameron Rising. But nonetheless, the point I was getting at, Utah, well-rounded team, very good, and Florida found a way to win a gritty game. I got to go Florida minus four and a half here. I have to. I don't like Kentucky. If it's basketball, maybe, but this, this is football. And I think Kentucky's got way too much hype, and I don't know why. I, I haven't seen any reason why. Oh, their running back's good. Oh, Levis is good. No. Trash, trash. They'll get six wins, maybe. So I'm all on Florida. I, I think that was a huge game for them last week, beating Utah. And it's what the program needed. They haven't been good since Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow went to the NFL and has been out. That was the last time they were good. And, and he said, came back. Yeah, and they came back to the NFL's tight end. Like, oh, my God, yeah. So, no. I'm going – I'm on Florida here. I'm just going to – I don't ah, – I'll go 2.75 to win 2.5 on Florida, minus four and a half. All right. Sounds good. Uh, we'll go to JT first. What do you have for this game? I'm actually going to fade both of you on this one. I I like Kentucky here. I well, Like, great win by Florida there, but they were kind – their defensive line was kind of getting dominated against a Pac-12 line. Like, they – like they were, they were getting pushed around and bullied against a good running team. I think that's a massive advantage for Kentucky. Uh, Florida was unranked for a reason coming into this. So like Kentucky also has some hype here. I like Kentucky with points here. I'm going to put five units on the minus four and a half and the plus four and a half. All right. I've, wow. You really like Kentucky. Holy oh, dude, I'm going, I'm going yeah, I'm, That, I'm going that was a close. shot. Wow. All right, DG, wrap it up for us then. Mark Stoops is a really good coach, man. Um, you know, I, I like that um, he's aggressively being proactive about uh, changing the culture there in uh, Kentucky. Um, all said, um, I still like Florida. Um, I feel like the game being at the swamp and uh, the game uh, coming right after they beat. Uh, Utah is 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 going to be a very big springboard for them this season. I think that um, Richardson is going to have a nice game. Um, give me two units on Florida minus four and a half, and give me one unit on the over. Okay. Sounds good. Well, let's <clears throat> let's transition now from college football to the NFL. A little more DG's wheelhouse here. He's our NFL betting guru here. So uh, let's go to a game that's um, being played at 3:25 on Fox between the Packers and the Vikings. Uh, right now, the line Packers minus one and a half and an over under of 47. So this is the point in the show where I make my risk. I have a lot of friends 
who are Vikings fans, a lot of guys at the network who are Vikings fans. I cheer for the I cheer for the Vikings because of that reason. Ooh. However, it's a tale as old as time that the Vikings just cannot beat the Packers. It's a tale as old as time. Viking fans won't disagree with me on it. So I'm going to take a risk on it happening again week one, and I'm putting all five units on Packers minus one and a half. Wow. I didn't know this was, I didn't know this was war, Kyle. Nice. Let's go. Five units on an NFL game and the Packers on the road. I just, I don't even know where to begin with this. We got the home Vikings, and they're not playing primetime. I do not consider the 3 o'clock slate to be primetime, which, thank God, because Kirk Cousins is only good in non-primetime games. You look at his record in primetime games, I don't know if he has a win, and he doesn't have a positive touchdown-to-interception ratio. He's terrible in primetime, but this isn't primetime. This is in Kirk Cousins' territory. It's at home, and you have all new receivers, basically. I mean – all new receivers are all receivers that are near retirement age in Allen's or not Allen's on in Randall Cobb and Watkins. I mean, those guys are old as shit. So you got all this new receiving core. You got, I mean, it's just, it's not going to look good at the start of the season for the Packers. That's all I'm going to say. They need to get these young athletic receivers who are fourth and fifth on the depth charts up to speed. And they're going to be one and two on the depth charts real soon. That Watson cat. And then the other, is the other guy named like dubs or something? Or Romeo dubs. Yeah. Romeo dubs. Yeah. Like those two are the most athletic receivers, and they're fifth and they're fourth and fifth on the depth chart. Nonetheless, Vikes are winning this game straight up. I want the Vikings money line plus 105. I'm throwing two units on it to win 2.1. Vikes at home, the home underdog, uh, the home underdogs in September, they rake it in. They rake it in in September. I'm all day. Give me the Vikes. Uh, it's going to be Dalvin Cook isn't injured yet. You got to understand, he's not injured yet. He's going to play week one. Now, by the time we get to like week eight or nine, he will be injured because he always is injured and he never can stay healthy. Nonetheless, Vikings all day, easy money. We have Nelson, or not Nelson Aguilar. What's the dude's name? Fuck, I just got it. Jalen Rager. We have Jalen Rager. Boom, over. So, uh, DG, why don't you go next? I don't think anybody's ever sealed a bet with Jalen Rager. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I was like, what? Okay, all right. So, this a. Um, Devin Cook is on my dynasty team, so I would ap- appreciate it if he does not, uh, you know, like get hurt. So I, that that would, that would be like nice. Has he um, played a full season in five years? Spoiler alert: He hasn't. No, no, and it hurts me every every time he goes down. Man, I'm worried. Every time he gets hit, I'm worried. Yeah. As soon as he goes down, the Vikings run game goes from good to bad real quick. Well. In Nonetheless, the mean, in the meantime, in between time, <laughs> give me uh, two units on the Vikings plus one and a half. Um, like, I don't see how Kirk Cousins can mess this up. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I just don't, man. Like, you know, he, he's dependable every year from a fantasy perspective because you know he'll give you four thousand yards and like 30-ish touchdowns or whatever so i feel like you know he's not going to wet the bed he was him you got cook feeling jefferson yeah so 
And Ranger. Uh, oh, well, yes. And I would be remiss if I don't say Jalen Rick, who's also on my dancing team. All right, so listen. All right, so give me three units on the Vikings plus 1.5. And let me get one unit on the over. Let's go. All right. JT, what do you got? I I do agree with Aaron Rodgers does own the Vikings. but He does doesn't own the Vikings at all. He owns the Bears. Everyone Let's does. Let's not do this because I'm a Bears fan. Stop, <laughs> it. Stop it. He owns everybody Stop. in the NFC East or North. Uh, but anyway, typically he turns it on. He'll turn it on kind of middle to second half of the season. Early he can kind of lack here. I love the Vikings here. I yes. love getting plus money on the Vikings at home. They have one of the best home advantages, and nobody talks about it. That stadium is lit. I've been there. It's amazing. Nice. I, I'm putting five units on the Vikings straight up. Money line, let's go. All right. That's right. That's right. I'm using all of the units, all of them. Maybe they're going to be the top or the very bottom. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we, got, we got our big split. That's what we – what we need and stuff like that. And I want to make a point too, that I didn't like doing that, but Vikings fans can't be mad because Aaron Rodgers like is the Achilles heel for the Vikings. I see the glow on your face. You love doing this, especially in DJ's <laughs> face. You love doing it. You look like a, you look like you're pregnant or something. You're glowing. Like you, you know what you're doing to DJ here. And it's beautiful. I love it. I would like to know Rogers' record against the Vikings because if it's barely above 500. And most of those wins have to be when the Vikings had bums at quarterback, which is most of his career. Other than that year we had Brett Favre, we were amazing. We were the best team in the NFL. But that's all side notes. I went to a Vikings game last year. I went to that Thursday night game when they played the Steelers. That was a good oh, game. Oh, yeah. I was, I, was a Vi- I was a Vikings fan that day because Brady Westhoff was a Steelers fan. I didn't want him to win. So I was a Vikings fan that day. Can you vouch for the stadium then? Is it definitely a home field advantage? Oh, 100% it is. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful stadium. And um, I didn't like paying 10 bucks for a hot dog and nine right. bucks for a Bud Light, but that's... Good time. That's- <laughs> so, so Rogers is 16, 10, and one against the Vikings. 16, 10, and one? Yeah. So I'm discounting about five of those, six of those wins because they were against bum QBs. So 10 and 10. Yeah, right what I thought. Uh-huh. <laughs> right in line. So you're just ignoring all like the ponder years and stuff like that. And uh, he's a bum QB. Yeah. He's a bum. I'm just trying to figure it out. Definition. Here. He's Rogers. a notch above Jake Locker. Yeah, and that's not saying much, but uh, exactly. Jake Locker so, was a hot wife. Yeah, he, his wife is hot. Let's give him props. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. done well there. No, I was I was just trying to, before we go into the other game, I was just trying to figure out who you were excluding. So I'm exclu- I'm guessing you're excluding like we Jake had Joe Clark, Webb at one point. Webb, Matt Castle. Yeah. He was awful. Teddy was Bridgewater. Terrible. Bridgewater, I'm not gonna I'm, Bridgewater's not a bum. I I love I love you don't bring up Bridgewater. Yeah, I low-key love Bridgewater. Yeah. I low-key yeah. love Bridgewater. He was a G. So Webb, Ponder, and Castle. So you're this- for sure. There had to be some other bums in there. Okay. Nope, that's that sounds good. I was just curious. That's about six wins, though. Those those three quarterbacks alone. I would say so. Yeah. So I mean, my math might not always add up on paper, but in my brain, it makes sense. Fair. That's all that matters. <laughs> yes, I knew. It. Yeah. <laughs> as a hey, as long as it makes sense to 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 you, 
hey man, there you go. There you go. I like I like this guy. All right, gentlemen, and to wrap up, let's uh, go to the Sunday night game between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys at 720 on NBC. The line right now, Buccaneers minus two and a half and an over-under of 51. I'll do it. All right, listen. Give me five units on the Bucks and the points. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, listen. So, I don't understand how – the Cowboys, uh, they don't have Randy Gregory. They don't have Amari Cooper. Um, I think Michael Gallup is uh, still hurt. Yes. Like, yep, he's not yes. playing. Per usual. Yeah, so, you know, um, they signed uh, Jason Peters to their practice squad. He's 40. Like, Great what, experience. What, like, I, I don't understand – I don't, I, I don't understand why this spread is so close. Like you got Tom Brady, like the, their entire defense is pretty much bad. You know, like what 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 is the like what 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 am I not seeing here? So I'll take the books and the points. Five units. Okay. I like it. Okay. I like it. I wasn't gonna go I wasn't gonna go that bold myself, but I do think the Bucks win this game. I think the Cowboys are gonna be in over their depth. And Tom Brady's Tom Brady. That Bucks defense is very, very solid this year, too. So so I'm gonna go uh two and a half units on Bucks and the points, and I'm gonna go another two and a half units on Cowboys team total under. I think the Buccaneers defense locks them down pretty good. So I'm gonna go two and a half units on Bucks money line and two and a half units on Cowboys team total under. Yeah, you guys made some great points. I think Chris Godwin's going to play in this game. Um, this is the first primetime game, not including Thursdays, because Thursdays aren't really prime. I mean, they are primetime, but like Thursdays games are always gross. So this is the first primetime game. Initially, primetime overs light it up because everybody bets the over. And guess what? They win their first couple bets, and then they get cocky. And then they lose the rest of the bets the rest of their season, and the sportsbook makes a ton of money. That's just how it is. This over-under is way too low. Um, the Bucks are going to score a solid chunk, probably 35-ish. And I think the Cowboys can chip in a couple at home. I, I don't know. The, the, the Bucks line is too fishy to me. Why are they only minus two and a half? It should be six and a half. I mean, come on. So I can't I can't do that because it's so obvious that I just can't. It's something's weird about it. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna go with the over here. I'm gonna keep it safe. I'll go 2.75 to win 2.5 on the over. First primetime game, primetime overs always hit to start the season. That's just a fact. Um, brought to you by Bro Science. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing. Uh, Jacob, to wrap it up, last game on the card. What do you got? I. I struggle. I love Brady, so it's tough for me here. Uh, but I think the Bucks offense is going to be pretty slow to come out to start. I actually love the under here. Oh, man. I love the under. Something's got to give. Only gonna put, I'm only going to put a unit on it just because it's, you know, primetime game, first one, might as well. But just one unit on the under here. And then I got to go Cowboys <gasps> with the plus money. I just do. I just do. I just – 
Brady's getting older and to take off that amount of time, I think he's going to be slow coming out. I've seen him be slow coming out before. Uh, I believe last time favorite loss there was Brady on primetime. Like the first, yeah, first primetime was Brady. Like he, he is a historic slow starter for to expect him to come out and be like playoff Tom Brady is a lot. He can do it, but he doesn't have a ton to prove at this point. So I don't see that kind of edge in him right now. So I'm going to go with, are you going money line or no with points? points. You said plus money, and that's where I was confused. How many units are you going on that, then? I'm just going two. Three I don't units. feel great about any way on this game, but still putting three on this total. So It's good. It's a heavy amount. So, I feel like Tom Brady is going to have a great first game. I agree. And I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> they said that Tom... And his wife supposedly had little, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's all over the news. Exactly. She's so, on the market. I slid into the DMs. It did not work. So sleep if I knew Drake was <laughs> like, I think I'm gonna be able to perform in a playoff game if I knew Drake was hitting up my wife, which he for <laughs> sure is, and he for sure will score. Like that man, man, hey, that <laughs> man and his wife are having problems so what do you do when you have problems at home that's right you throw yourself into your job you throw yourself into your job because you don't have to worry about the wife and her mouth and the kids he's worried about where his wife's mouth is that's the problem You don't, you don't have to worry about that when you're at work. So he's going to go out and have a great first game. That's it. I, I love the logic. Like, why are you betting the Bucks? Well, Tom Brady and his wife, they're a little bit of a dispute. Potential divorce here. Uh, Tom's got to light it up on the football field to show he belongs. There's no newly divorced man in a single room apartment. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. 600 yards passing. That's right. <laughs> he breaks records. <laughs> Dude's balling without her, man. That's right. Yeah, the single, the off, single yeah, last yeah. But yeah. Tom Brady single. We've never seen it. We've never seen a single Tom Brady. Yeah. Have we? Yeah. When? First couple years of the Patriots? Yeah, early on. He didn't marry Giselle until, like, I don't know, he made his deal with the devil or whatever, and they started winning a lot more. <laughs> as soon as it wasn't right away. No, no, no. He had a he has a kid with another model, like a gangster. <laughs> like just he's got like a G. Tom Brady's a G. <laughs> like, you can all just like it. yeah. Of course, I have my side piece. <laughs> I'm an old Italian mobster. Well, I I tell you what, JTDG. This has been a lot of fun. I laughed about as hard as I've laughed in this show. Uh, with. D- DG's comment about uh, Aaron Donald and JT's comment about Jason Peters. That's the hardest I've laughed in the show in a long time, I think. <laughs> yeah, so, no, that was, that was good stuff, boys. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. And uh, I hope you all do well in your bets. And beat out Kyle, because you're not beating out me. Uh, spoiler alert. I'm going to go undefeated. But you can beat out Kyle, and you can both qualify. Shit I would deal with. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, all right, folks. Well, again, thank you both for coming on. This was a lot of fun. 
Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Very welcome, and looking forward to uh, next time, brother. Sounds good. Uh, DJ, you want to do any of the short promotions, or you want me to? I'll run it back. So we got our daily lock articles, or just daily sports articles in general, on the CodaSportsCappers.com. Articles range from NFL to WNBA, and pretty soon here, the NBA is going to be starting. So that is awesome. As always, you can find our picks and plays and podcasts on the At Feud Gambling Twitter account. Our next podcast will drop next Wednesday, as it always does. And we'll have two more electric guests on. Don't know if they can be as good as the guests we had on today. They set the bar high. But we still will have two more guests on. And then the Coda Sports Network, man, they are just pumping out the podcast. We have the Mount Lockmore podcast. Pace and B-Russ are back. And they're joined by the legend Pumba Cakes himself. So that podcast is full and going High and Inside podcast is on life support, but it's beeping every now and then, and it might come back with an epic episode. TBD, we never know what's going to happen with the High and Inside. It's it's a very volatile. We don't know. So the Gabacho Baracho podcast, one of the most consistent soccer podcasts in the game. Corey, Don Thomas, and Dane Dan, not Dane. I don't know who Dane is. Dan Angel, Angel, Dan Angel. Um, they talk all the soccer. I know World Cup's coming up. If you're into soccer at all, this is the podcast to listen to. And then, as always, the College Football Central show on YouTube. We have what, like, twelve dudes that are involved in the show. It's a lot, and it's a lot of locks, a lot of upsets. Follow the the uh, Coda Football, the College Football Central show, uh, the Twitter account that releases all of our locks and upsets, and provides a lot of good content for your college football needs. And then always we have the Potato Gobbler and Beast Picks, not another college football podcast. Uh, they go over games and similar to the, the the College Football Central show, but you know PG's got his own editing skills and graphics and does a lot better job with that stuff. Uh, and then we have Throwing Bows podcast with our very own VFC and Faye JT, who was on the episode today. They break down almost every UFC card every Saturday, and they uh, kind of tell you what picks they like. They have their locks, their values bunch of fun stuff in between and then we have the parlay king himself securing the bag podcast with dg bets if you want just dm this guy every sunday of nfl football and say hey man what's your anytime touchdown parlay it'll hit half the sundays for sure for sure securing the bag podcast comes back within the next uh, couple of weeks possible sooner but uh yeah um it, it's it's on the list it's coming back um i've already got um some parlays and some things in the pot for week one so yes. that's what i'm talking about oh, man. Oh. let's go all right and then we have the cashing tickets podcast with big game hunter i believe he's been gambling literally his entire life 30 some years or 20 some years unknown a ton of years he does really short little clips about just bets and such and then if you're into WNBA, you're fiending for basketball and you want some WNBA, we have the whooping bets with Pace on YouTube. He goes over all these different cards and he, know, he knows his WNBA. That's all I'm going to say. And then as always, you can follow me on Twitter at DJLO4422 and wrap it up, Kyle, for 67 episodes. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Combdog. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week as we break down another card and we have two more electric guests on gambling feud those is peace all right